Welcome to Hey, It's Julie, a podcast about a regular person talking to other regular people about their stories. Now, let's take a peek into the lives of other people with your host, Julie Vasello. Hey, it's Julie. I started this reinvention adventure subseries to help new small business owners with tips for their respective business journeys. Lots of people reinvent themselves at all different ages, and sometimes there are things that it's easy to get stuck on. That's where I come in. As a business and branding content creator and coach, I can provide some guidance. So far in the first Reinvention Adventure episode, I talked about having an idea and being able to turn that idea into something tangible. In the second Reinvention Adventure episode, I talked about defining success and creating brand values for your business. In this third episode of my Reinvention Adventure subseries, I want to talk about naming a business. The title, What's in a Name, is fitting because, quite frankly, there's a lot that goes into a business name. Kind of seems like a simple thing, doesn't it? But the name of your business is something you'll have to be okay with for the entire time your business is operating. Once you name it and set up all your marketing and branding, you're not going to want to change the name. And once you're established, it can actually get very confusing for current and potential customers if you do change the name. Customer confusion is never good for any business. So naming your business is something that seems like a small thing, but it's actually pretty important. Think of naming your business like naming a child. Yes, I'm sure that sounds weird, but it's a good way for me to illustrate for you the level of commitment that should go into your business name. Before you consider anything name-wise, as with anything else in business, think about who your audience is. Whoever your target audience is, that's who you're speaking to with your business name, your branding, and your marketing materials. You may hear these audience members who are potential customers referred to as buyer personas. I'll address that in a separate episode, but basically you're envisioning the detailed profile of your ideal customer. That's how you determine who your audience is. It seems pretty random, but once you dig in and do some research, it actually makes a lot of sense. I'll make sure I add a buyer persona episode to my upcoming episode list. In addition to knowing your audience, when you start a business, naming it means you need to understand your business. What it does, what's the brand about, what products or services does your business provide, who's your company? All of these factors will help you decide on a fitting name for your business. After knowing your target audience and what your business is all about, one of the things to think about when you're coming up with your name is making sure it's clear. It can definitely be creative, but it's best if it's clear, easy to pronounce, and easy to spell. This is to once again avoid customer confusion. Honestly, there are times that people use clever names and then use a tagline to illustrate what their business actually does, and that's okay too, but a clever or an obscure name with no tagline can be confusing. Names using foreign words or uncommon words that are hard to remember or spell aren't the best choice either. I always recommend keeping things as simple as possible. I remember trying out a potential tagline for one of my businesses, and customers were completely confused by it. It was clever, it was interesting, and way over the heads of my average customer. It's okay if you want to be creative and cerebral, but if your customers won't get it, there's really no point in doing it. When it comes to coming up with a name, think back to your target audience. If you think the least creative, least clever person in your target audience will understand it and not find it confusing, then you've probably chosen well. I read an article recently by Patrick Llewellyn, and he mentioned that a name should use the four S's. Those four S's are sticky, short, easy to say, and straightforward. Definitely good advice. Having a business name that begins with the earlier letters in the alphabet used to be a thing because alphabetized lists such as phone books would put names beginning with A ahead of names beginning with Z. But that really doesn't matter much anymore. One thing I would recommend is naming your business something that is easy to remember. Think back to the four S's I just mentioned. Sticky means it will stick with people. When someone can easily remember the name, they can easily pass on the name, or they can easily look up the name on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok once someone recommends your business to them. 
That doesn't mean it can't be fun or clever or interesting. It just means that, as always, you will want to think about your audience and what they will find accessible. Another great thing to do is check some of your name options in Google and Moz.com. That's M-O-Z.com. Google is obviously the largest search engine out there. Um, YouTube is actually the second largest search engine out there. But Moz, unlike the search engines, is actually a great tool for choosing keywords and links that will help people gain a Google ranking. So any potential names and phrases can be run through search engines and Moz to see how they measure up. Sometimes people forget to check if a word or phrase has negative connotations. They also forget to say it and write it. Saying something out loud is different than writing something down. Does your name pass that test? Make sure that the name you choose doesn't have any weird negative connotations that you didn't think about, and also that it sounds okay when it's spoken out loud. Sometimes people will choose names or phrases that hold personal meaning for them. That can be a good thing to do, too. Just be sure to run that name through all the checks I've discussed to make sure it will work. Another thing to consider when choosing a business name is availability. Is there someone else in your state, city, or town who has the name registered already? Is your name available as a domain name, or is it already taken? Often, more common names may be taken. It helps to do a domain name check and a social media check before you make the final choice for your name. The easiest domain name check is to go to the website whois.com, which is W-H-O-I-S.com, and type in potential names. For social media, just search each individual app. Your business may not need every app, so make sure to target the ones which will be most fitting and search those first. When it comes to social media, place your business where your potential customers are. So if you're running a flooring business, you may not find your potential customers on Snapchat, but they may be on Facebook. Choose the platforms that best suit what you're doing and where your customers are. Once you've done your searches, you can see what's available and choose from there. One thing that is important about this is to have your domain name and social media names match once you choose them. Let's go back to that flooring business as an example. Let's say your business is ABC Flooring. When you search whois.com, abcflooring.com is not available. abcflooring.net is available. If you're okay with that, you can secure abcflooring.net. Next, you check Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. ABC Flooring is available on all three, so now you can be consistent. If ABC Flooring was not available on one of them, it might be best to adjust your name so it's the same on all the platforms. Hopefully that makes sense. So many times I've looked up businesses only to find their website and each social media platform was completely different. In addition to making it difficult to find them where I was looking, it's really just annoying to have to guess what their name is. Don't be annoying to potential customers. Once you know that your name's available and you can register your name and move forward legally, there is something else to consider. How common of a name or phrase is your business name? If it's fairly common, it may be difficult to achieve a good search engine ranking no matter how hard you try. You may be perceived as copying an existing business if your name is too close to another business's name. When people speak about your business, it may get confused with another existing business that has a similar name and is already established. Word of mouth is really valuable as is search engine ranking, so adding confusion is not good. And making it seem like you're trying to copy an existing business isn't good either, even if you aren't. These are all important things to consider when you're coming up with a name. Before you settle on a name, it's a good idea to run it by people to see what they think. And you can run it by people you know, kind of like a friends and family focus group. Hopefully that group will tell you the truth if your potential business name sucks. You can also run tests with strangers. There are apps actually for running surveys in order to get feedback. Find an app that works for you and start testing. And don't be discouraged if the feedback isn't good. Changes can be made at this stage of your business and it'll work out better in the long run. The next thing to think about is the future. I know, you haven't even named your business and I'm already talking about the future. But the reason for that is that you want your name to be future-proof as much as possible. 
when you start out as ABC Flooring, but then decide down the road you want to become a home decor center, will your name and brand translate or will you have to have everything done all over again? I know we can't predict the future, but it helps to give a bit of thought before jumping in with a name. Leaving a name more general can allow you to adjust your business as you grow without the need for expensive rebranding or changing all your legal documents down the road. Something else to consider, and yes, there's more. (laughs) You'll want to choose a name that is not a trendy catchphrase that will become dated very quickly. Instead, try to choose something that will be timeless, even a long time down the road. Again, I know it's difficult to predict the future, but I think it's safe to say that using the latest catchphrase won't be a good choice for the long term. Choose from words that are timeless versus trendy. Brainstorming about names can be time-consuming. It helps to make a list starting out of words and phrases that have meaning to you or that you're considering, and ask a trusted friend to help you. Try using a name generator. There are tons of name generators that you can use for free online that might help. They aren't perfect, but they can start you off. Brainstorming can be fun as long as you keep the emotions out of it and try to come up with the most fitting name you can for your business. Naming sessions are some of my favorite sessions with clients. I just love brainstorming about business names and tagline ideas. My goal for you is to choose a business name that's meaningful, reflects your brand personality, and showcases your business positively and memorably to the world. I know you can do it. Thank you, as always, for listening. I truly appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. For more information about this episode, please visit the episode notes. To show your support, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to Hey, It's Julie.